1: And now,
2: direct from Las Vegas. Welcome to Football Forecast Weekly. Each week, your host, Trip Mitchell, will introduce you to the top handicapper in Vegas, Dennis Tober, and one of the top sportscasters in the U.S., Fred Wallen. Today's edition of Football Forecast Weekly is brought to you by mybookie.ag. For the best in sports betting, go to mybookie.ag, and you can win just like Dennis, Fred, and me. And welcome to another edition of Football Forecast Weekly. Hi, everyone. I'm Tripp Mitchell, and I'll be joined in just a second by the Dean of Sports Handicappers, Dennis Tobler, and one of the finest sports writers I've ever read or listened to, Fred Wallen. But first, let's talk about some exciting new stuff here as we go into the final weeks of college football uh finally the pros take over what i hate dennis is when they have the ap upi cheerleaders top 25 poll uh lee spencer's top 25 poll i don't listen to those but when it gets down to the final polls that one it it gets very interesting dennis your thoughts
3: I agree with you. I mean, until the committee starts ranking the college teams so you know where they're going to play in the different bowl games, it doesn't really matter about the college season. And when you get to this committee rankings, it's a lot to be be taken in. I mean, they've got Alabama this week up into the number two spot, even though they lost to Texas A&M, leaving behind some teams that have not lost this year, which really makes it Uh, questionable what's in the committee's mind I mean Cincinnati for one is out of the top four yet they're undefeated so there's a lot to say there I do believe Georgia's by far the best team in the country and I think Georgia will beat the SEC championship game against Alabama and maybe Alabama will be knocked out of that final four because they don't deserve to, to, to be there right now Fred
4: what do you think? I think it's Georgia, Alabama, and then everybody else. The arguments, the big arguments in my mind would be Oregon and Ohio State. Obviously, Oregon bested the Buckeyes early in the season. However, there's nobody down the road that Oregon will beat in the Pac-12 that will help them get votes. Meanwhile, if Ohio State runs the table, they're going to get some extra votes. So those two are going to switch. I, I will guarantee that if they both run the table. The other argument is Michigan and Michigan State. They both have the Buckeyes in front of them, which means they both will probably have two losses. So I think they'll both probably bumped out of that sixth position. Your point about Cincinnati is well taken, except that the conference isn't considered all that
2: strong. And one final thought, the Pac-12 stinks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll give my thought. Cincinnati stinks ever since they got up in those lofty rankings they're playing marginal teams and beating them by a few points so I disagree Dennis I think they should cancel the season right now Alabama and Georgia should play best four out of seven and let's be done with all this crap but that's not going to happen
3: no and I'm not so sure about Alabama either guys they've been beat once already why are they up there they're up there again Just because it's anticipated they have all of these things, I look for them to lose again this year. And I hope they can get some other teams in the bowls. It gets practically boring at this stage of the game. I have a couple other thoughts about college that I'd like to throw out there and maybe get you guys to weigh in on. This is the time of year they fire their college coaches when they haven't done well. Two teams who seem to have stunk up the last three or four years would be Florida and Nebraska. Nebraska especially, my old home state, brought in hometown hero Scott Frost five years ago to turn around that Cornhusker program. And this year, again, they're gonna finish with a losing record. And it don't look like there's anything in sight for them. So what do they do? They fire all their assistant coaches and retain Scott Frost. Well done, Nebraska. I'm sure that's going to make you into the top 25 next year. Same thing goes with Florida. Florida doesn't think the head coach did a bad job. So they fired all their assistants too. So in this day and age, I guess the top man, the top of the rung doesn't matter anymore. The blame does not land at the top. The buck stops with the assistant coaches in this case. Anyway, it's kind of ridiculous. It all has to do with money. And uh, who knows what we'll see next year. But College football it will be coming into its own, and we'll be talking more about it when the bowl game season comes on.
2: Okay, let's transition to the NFL and uh, our first game on Sunday, the 14th Indianapolis hosting the Jaguars. Uh, Indy Lane are minus 10 and a half, 47 the total. And, you know, a month or so ago, we were laughing at Urban Meyer. He coached that team up the other day. And that, to me, is the biggest upset I've seen in the NFL in a long, long time. Let's talk about what's going on in Jacksonville. Dennis? Well, it certainly
3: was an upset that got the Bills in a, in a precarious situation there. And, and sooner or later, Jacksonville was going to win one. Uh, there were no touchdowns scored in that game. So I'm not giving much credit to anyone in that particular instance. The Colts are 10 and a half point. Home favorites here. And if Winch doesn't have two sprained ankles, maybe they can cover the spread. But I doubt it. I'm going to take Jacksonville plus the double digits. And I might add that last week, underdogs went nine and three versus the spread. And I happen to have the three losers on my contest card. So, you know, sometimes you just throw it all up in the air and go, what the hell? Because that's unbelievable. (laughs) This week, we've got six six possible double-digit favorites by game time. So good luck with the bettors because they got hammered last week.
2: And by the way, just want to say something. If you're new to our show, the fact that we tell you about our losses might be an indicator that we are a little bit more transparent than some other shows out there. If you watch some other football betting shows, they've never lost. Just a hint there. Fred, what's your thought about uh, the Jaguars coming in?
4: I don't think uh, they'll play close two weeks in a row. I think uh, they played their hearts out last week. Uh, Best did a very good uh, Buffalo club. It's not going to happen again. Jonathan Taylor should run right through this team. I'm not giving 10 and a half, but I'm just saying, I think at home, Indy will win. And uh, uh, they've turned a, it around as long as Carson Wentz, as indicated by Dennis, uh, doesn't have two sprained ankles or try to pass left-handed. Uh, they're a fine team and uh, they're an improved team. They're going to go. 12 and five 13 and four something on the season. And again, Jonathan Taylor to me right now without Henry being able to play Jonathan Taylor is by far the best running back
2: in the National Football League. Okay, Fred, we're going to keep it right here. The Browns at the Patriots and uh, Patriots minus two. and uh, thanks for sharing that sh- story about Belichick last week. I really enjoyed hearing that where we both when you and I were on the American Sports Radio Network, Belichick was a devoted listener and that uh, he didn't like me. I was the asshole, but he liked you and came on your show and answered questions. I don't think he's done that in 25 years.
4: No, uh, we were hurt in Cleveland and they were just attacking him hard and harder. And uh, one day he just called in and he took calls for like an hour. So I really enjoyed it, and of course, uh, the fans who went after him are saying to themselves right about now, he's a pretty good coach. Anyways, I think (laughs) I I think they'll win on Sunday. I think uh, Cleveland played it again, played very well, uh, blasting Cincinnati uh, uh, last week, and I just don't see that happening uh, again that easily against the Patriots at home. I think uh, Mac Jones will didn't play all that well last week, but I think he's improved. I think the I'll take the Pats. uh, minus the two at home on
3: Sunday. Hey, Dennis. Um, uh, first thing I'll say is uh, I'm glad they took off some of uh, Baker Mayfield's commercials and I hope they take off all of Aaron Rodgers. We'll get to that later. The, the Patriots surprised pretty much everybody last week even though the wise guys were on them all week. They went on the road. The Browns, they cut loose. Uh, Cincinnati, we've all overrated Cincinnati, and I've said that since the beginning of the year. So, And the Browns just just, just demolished Cincinnati. I think uh, this is another thing you don't hear on prediction shows where people disagree with each other, but I wholeheartedly disagree with Fred. Uh, one of the wise guys theorems is a home team favorite coming off of a road game where they were favored and won, most of the time don't cover. Now that's a crazy theorem, but I'm going to take the Browns here. And if I get two points, I'll be happy as hell because I think it's not going to be that at game time.
2: Okay. And, uh, this is the only show where you'll hear theorem twice, by the way, and I've got the <laughs> over and under on that, but we'll get to it in a sec. Next game up, Falcons at the Cowboys. the Cowboys minus nine fifty-three. the total. And, uh, Cowboys had a rough week last week, Dennis. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, they had a rough week last week. And I don't know how many times I've said Dak Prescott is the most overpaid, overrated quarterback in the NFL. And once again, I couldn't have been proven right any better than I was last week. The week before, some guy named Cooper Rush comes in, has a perfect game, demolishes a ro- the team on the road. They come back in and they put Dak Prescott and his $108 million salary in, and he can't complete a pass. And I'm not kidding you. He can't throw a pass. I, I I just you know the Cowboys have tried to give him. They've got all the talent in the world. They pay this quarterback more than they pay all the linemen added together, and he can't complete a pass. Now he's another one of these flash in the pans that we've talked about all year. He was a flash in the pan. You understand? Now the defensive coordinators know how to counteract his act, and he don't have a very good act in the first place. So. I don't think the Cowboys are going to cover. Look, this line's going to be 10 by game time. And I'm going to take the Falcons here, just because they can backdoor cover on the Cowboys. And also the Cowboys with Dak quarterback, we were talking about this last week. When you have somebody in your on your team that's a disruptor that's not doing what you expect them to do, whether it's not taking the COVID shot, whether it's not showing up for practice or whatever it is, it hurts the team's morale. And I think in this case. Dak Prescott hurts the team's morale I don't care what they say I want to add one more quick thing Ezekiel Elliott is not a pro running back okay he's not he cannot hold on the ball he cannot gain the extra yards too bad too sad Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott are the worst backfield pair in the NFL Uh, and most
2: overrated Dennis how do you feel about Jerry Jones as a general manager
3: Jerry's just in it for the money, man. Just in it for the money. And I'm going to take Atlanta plus some points.
2: Okay. Fred, uh, Dennis is withdrawing his application to be the PR manager for the Cowboys. Fred, let's go over this game.
4: Uh, Jerry Jones is not going to give him a Christmas card this year, I guarantee him. Got to remember, Prescott was off a week. And so sometimes it takes some time to come back. I mean, we've all gone through that in our lives and sports growing up and whatever the case might be. I'm not down on Prescott as hard, certainly not as hard as Dennis is. Uh, Cowboys have uh, three wide, rec- well, two wide receivers and a tight end in Schultz now, who might go for three or four touchdown passes uh, this Sunday against a very, very weak uh, Falcons defense. So I, I, not that I'd give nine and a half or ten, but I, I think Dallas will win. I think Prescott will play better. I think Elliott might even score. I think the Cowboys might score forty. And so uh, one way or the other, a slight lean toward the Cowboys minus the nine or nine and a half.
2: Okay, we're going to take a short break. We're going to talk about the folks at mybookie.ag. When we come back, we've got some more great handicapping. You're watching Football Forecast Weekly. We'll be right back.
0: Get the latest breaking news in the sports betting world. MyBookie monitors and releases information pertaining to online sports books and professional football. The good as well as the bad.
2: And welcome back to Football Forecast Weekly. Trip Mitchell, Dennis Tobler, Fred Wallen coming at you from the Football Forecast studio right here in Puerto Vallarta. Uh, Dennis, which studio are you in?
3: Well, I'm in Las Vegas where I always
4: have to be. So I'm in Bed Central in Las Vegas. And Fred, where are you? I'm in uh, the heart of Southern California where I've been most of my life. (laughs) Are you at the beach? Is that what we see in the background? No, no, uh, we're we're not that far from the beach, actually, but uh, Westlake Village, California, which is a uh, uh, far away from uh, downtown Los Angeles. It takes us like two. If you want to go to Dodger Stadium, give you an example. Seven o'clock game, you probably have to leave like
2: four o'clock to get to Dodger Stadium on time. So I don't go that often anymore. Okay, well, let's get back to the schedule. And we've got the Bills at the Jets, another double digit line, as Dennis mentioned earlier. We got a whole ton of them this, this week and started out at 13. The Bills minus 13. Now it's down to 12 and a half, 47 the total. Fred, let's start with you. Well, they didn't score a touchdown last week. The Bills did not uh, score a TD,
4: which means they'll score five or six or seven this week against a uh, Jets team, which is better than they started the season. I had no question about that. Fred's not going to give two touchdowns so it's uh, the 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 Bills are going to win. I don't think there's any question about that. They'll score early and they'll score often. And uh, Dennis, what do you think?
3: Well, I'm thinking the same thing. I mean, I'd love to take a home team underdog getting double digits, but in this NFL season It's not such a cinch as it used to be. I agree with you. I don't think the Bills are going to be shut down like that again. And uh, the Jets are going to be playing Mike White, at quarterback. Uh, I'm not sure he can do anything, get any yards whatsoever. The Bills need to get back on track. They played horribly at the end of uh, the game two weeks ago. They lost straight up to the worst team in the league last week. And if they don't come out firing this week, I think the odds on them winning the Super Bowl is going to be shot. So I, I too agree. I hate to lay the 13 points in this case. That's the only way I do it. Just to lay and, the and point to take the bills.
2: Dennis, I've got a bone to pick with you as a proud Detroiter. You have, you cannot steal the mantle of the worst team in football. We own it. The Detroit okay. lions. So don't, don't say Jacksonville's there with us. We are, on top. I mean, we, we own this sucker.
3: Yeah, Jacksonville moved up a notch last week.
2: Okay, and let's go to an interesting game, and I'm looking forward to this one. Tennessee, the Saints traveling to the Titans. Titans minus three, 44 and a half the total. Dennis?
3: Well, the Titans are an awful tough team. And they believe in themselves and they're very well coached. Brable is a great coach. That's all there is to it because he knows the game and he knows the game from both, both the offensive and the defensive side of the ball. They lost their big running back, but yet they came back and they won. And the reason they won is because they all are bought into the system. They're bought into where they are now and they're right there in the division. So uh, it's, it's between them and Baltimore, right? Yep. Between them and Baltimore, who's going to win the division?
2: Well, you no you, like, you know, you like some other teams in that division as well. So, But, you know, the thing about Tennessee's coach, if you were to go to Central Casting to find a coach who looks like the toughest guy in football, you could go no further than Tennessee coach.
3: Well, it could be because he was one of the toughest guys in football when he played football. I'm going to take Tennessee here. I mean, uh, they missed – They're running back, they're big time running back, but it didn't look to me like they had any downfall in it because they ran the ball well. I think they're coming into their own. The the spread on this game may only be two and a half. uh, And even if it gets to three, I'm going to take the Titans here at home. The Saints are without a quarterback. It was pretty obvious last week, you know, they don't know which direction to go. So I'm going to take the Titans back home. I, I believe they fully believe in themselves. And frankly, about three weeks ago, I was thinking they were one of the best teams in the league, and they come up with a boner loss to somebody. But every team's had a boner loss to somebody by this time of the year. So I'm going to, you know, I'm highly impressed with the Titans. I'm going to lay the points and take the Titans at home.
2: Okay. And Fred, losing the best running back in football, how has that affected the Titans, and how do you see them against New Orleans?
4: Well, an agent, uh, Adrian Peterson is hardly uh, a Derrick Henry. I, I don't think uh, you can make a comparison uh, of the two, but I think they have enough uh, to win this game. Simeon's not a bad quarterback uh, playing for the Saints, but uh, I, I think Tennessee will probably cover this one. It's not a, a hardcore wager on my part, but I do think that they, they, they will cover and uh, Brown, their wide receiver certainly uh, not Hollywood Brown, A.J. Brown is uh, turning into best wide receivers in the National Football League. Tannehill, folks, if you remember, started off as a tight end at Texas a and and now he's a, a top-notch or above-average NFL
2: quarterback. So uh, I'll go with the Titans with a slight lean. And Adrian Peterson is many years from his removed from his glory days at Minnesota, where he was as much fun to watch as any back I've seen in 40 years of following football. We agree 100%, but he's not, you know, uh, he, he played well. I mean,
4: he comes off the street, and he plays in the National Football League, didn't make any mistakes, and uh, he had a reasonably good game. So he'll, he'll probably only get better, barring injury.
3: Yeah, that's well, funny. Here. Also, the man is 36 years old, and he scored a touchdown. Like Fred said, he come off the street. So he's not uh, George by any means, but he's going to fill the spots. He scored the touchdown. So he he fits in very well with Tennessee. They might miss some rushing yards, but it's the offensive line that makes these guys run, okay? It's not George. It's the offensive lines that run through, make the holes for these guys to run through. Boy, I tell you, uh, on this show, all I hear is skilled position names, quarterbacks, and wide receivers. Everybody forgets the big games are played in the middle.
2: Um, and Fred, you might remember that Dennis was a lineman, so he is, uh, still has that prejudice.
0: Yeah, I, I was a skill, posi-
2: a skill position player, but when I played, the word skill never came into the equation. So we'll, <laughs> we'll figure that out. And uh, let's go to our next game. The Buccaneers at the Washington football team. The Washington football team getting nine and a half uh, and a total 51 and a half. Dennis.
3: Well, that game will be up to 10 by the time the game goes off too. So we're looking at a double digit, practically uh, road team favored again in the NFL. Now in, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I'd have jumped all over those kind of games. This day and age, you just can't do it. However, the underdogs were nine and three last week. So you gotta, you gotta think the underdog direction here. I think that Tampa Bay may be playing it out. I, I, they're not trying to get 600 touchdowns for Brady anymore. They know they're gonna make the playoffs. I don't think they're gonna go balls to the wall on anything and any of the rest of the games this year. And, and frankly, Washington is just doesn't have a team there. It'll be easy for Brady to pick them apart. They may win by 10, they may not. If I was forced to make a selection, I'd take Washington and take the points on the old Fred Wallen axiom.
2: And Fred Wallen, can you deliver your axiom please? I just don't give double digits to the National Football League, I
4: never have. My dad taught me this a long, long time ago. Told me a couple of things uh, monetarily. Uh, always get a fixed rate if you're borrowing money and uh, I never give double digits to the National Football League, so I just don't do that. Uh, with my money or with your money out there listening to football forecast weekly. Um, uh, again, you know, Gronkowski surprised me by playing last week and I didn't play him in fantasy. Then he may have gotten re-injured. So I'm not hundred percent sure he's going to play on Sunday, but Antonio Brown might come back uh, for the Buccaneers, which just gives Brady even more ammunition. So again, I'm not wagering on it, but I do think the Bucks
2: will win and probably win easily. And Mr. Wallen also said, never borrow money from a guy named Guido. Never do that. Yes, that's 100% correct. And that advice, uh, you seem to have all your your digits working. So you've never borrowed from that individual.
4: No, I've never borrowed from Guido.
2: Okay. And I
4: never never will. And I I never will vote Republican. And I never
2: will. (laughs) Let's, Let's go to a game where my Detroit Lions uh are at the Steelers. Steelers are one of the revitalized teams in the NFL and uh, the big guy might be having his a stretch of really good games in his final year so Roethlisberger picking his game up. So right now Pittsburgh minus nine at home. Fred.
4: Well I think you made a very solid point uh, Trip, Tripp that the Lions I think are the worst team in the National Football League. They could go 0-17. And
2: by Uh, the way, they could be the fourth worst team in Michigan. Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan (laughs) and Michigan State are very good. And Western had a good game the other day. So not, you know. (laughs) I I feel
4: sorry for Dan Campbell. Uh, I feel sorry for Jared Goff. It's not all on him. The chances they've had this year, they've lost some close ones. Uh, They're not going to probably win here. But uh, honestly, if you were to tell me, take or give the nine I would take I would take the nine with the Lions just to play it close and maybe they'll lose another heartbreaker but eventually maybe to get over the hump and again I feel sorry for Derek God there's not that much of a difference folks I don't care what the Rams gave up Stafford on one side and Goff on the other Goff has just had a season where again uh, it's an interception or a fumble in key situations but I hope they get a win I just from that aspect I sort of feel sorry for him and I know it's tough to feel sorry for somebody who's a millionaire playing football, but I do. I, I hope he gets a win. I, I would take the points if somebody uh, said I had to make a, a wager one way or the other.
2: And Dennis? No, I'm
3: I'm still wiping the tears from my eyes over Jared Goff, <laughs> the poor little quarterback. He got he has to come up and play on his own now. So let's see if he can do it. I have no sympathy or sorrow for him. He's just lousy quarterback. Let me tell you something about the Pittsburgh Steelers. The game they played the other night against Chicago, they should have lost. I mean, Chicago had them beat four or five times. And I want to say something else that I've been dying to say all year long. The referees in the NFL suck. Are you kidding me? In that game against Chicago, they were calling penalties on Chicago right and left. I don't know how many they had, 12 or 13. 13. Yet Pittsburgh could come in and smash the Chicago quarterback and there were no flags. It was very obvious to me and many of the people that bet alongside me that that game was not fairly officiated. I'm telling you right now, there's no way, shape or form that Pittsburgh's as good as that. And they will show this week because I'm going to take the Detroit Lions plus the nine points, too. I don't think Pittsburgh's that good to beat anybody by nine points. So I'm going to take the lions plus the nine points. I have complaints about the officiating. Okay. I understand all of this, all of this, uh, you have to give everybody a chance stuff. But when I see women who are the headlines, and the deep backfield thing calling Uh, pass interference and offside penalties and in motion penalties and, and the worst things are the blocking penalties, the holding penalties they call. I'm telling you, I don't think women deserve to be in the national football league as officials. They don't play the game. Show me a woman that's put on the pads and a helmet and beat her head against somebody else for a while. So they understand how the game's played. Then I'll go along with a woman official. It's bad enough I have to listen to them announce the games, okay? I hate seeing them out there on the field making the calls because I can point out a 100 times this season where a female official has made a wrong call. And they certainly made some wrong calls in that
4: Pittsburgh game last week. Let's go Lions! Dennis, Dennis let me just, uh, just add something. Uh, all of us have watched thousands of games in our life. The people watching Football Forecast Weekly – watch hundreds of thousands of games in their lives. That was one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen. I, again, I talk about feeling sorry. I felt sorry for ESPN. I felt sorry for the National Football League. Those officials should not get another opportunity no. to screw things up. They should not get an opportunity to uh, uh, be refs uh, during the playoffs. You know, I don't think people understand. You know, in high school, if you're a referee, you make a few bucks. In college, you make a reasonable amount. And the pros, if you're a veteran referee, 20 games, you could make $200,000 a year. You have to do better than you did on Monday night. I mean, I couldn't watch the game, and I had the winner. I had the points in Chicago. I didn't care. It was a horribly officiated game. And there was this one call that they pointed out where, obviously, if you're outside the new rules in the National Football League, you can't cut somebody. But this was inside. This was inside the tight end. And he didn't even touch him. And they, and they called a 15-yard penalty for cutting him. And it, it could have cost the Bears right there. It did cost the Bears right there. So it was one play after another. I've never seen, I mean, very seldom have I seen a worse officiated game than I saw on Monday night. And folks, if you agree... You know or disagree. So, I, mean, uh, I
3: don't know, but it was a horribly officiated game. Let the, let the NFL know. I'm telling you, it was a horribly officiated game, and it cost Chicago a win there. They constantly came back from the bad calls, they can and they still almost won the game. So, well, uh, I, I and also that that line clip that he was talking about that below the waist block that was called by that uh female headlinesman okay she doesn't know what the hell that is so why are they in there doing the refereeing so you know just to wait wait wait, wait. i have one more point i have one more point if they're not females okay they have been they are the sons of former officials who have been nepotismed into their positions via nepotism okay I wanna see a whole new group of officials. I wanna see some guys that don't have gray hair. I wanna see some people that can run up and down the field as fast as the players can. Okay, and we're not gonna get that with the women or the old gray haired nepotism referees we have now. We have to get some new referees or we're gonna to continue to lose games. I'm pissed because I had Chicago on the money line. That's why I'm pissed.
2: Okay, so let me, let me frame this up just for perspective. In Major League Baseball, hockey and basketball, the officials are total employees of the leagues, respectively. That's their full time job in college football and college basketball and the NFL. The officials actually have other day jobs, and that is something that has been brought up for many years. People have said, why don't we hire officials in the NFL and make them full time employees of the league? That way they can spend all year studying the rules and hopefully do a better job. That hasn't happened yet, but it is a thought. Let's keep things moving. Let's go to the Los Angeles Chargers heading up to Minnesota. They uh, Right now, the Chargers minus two and a half, and the total is 53. Dennis?
3: Uh, actually, the total's down to 51 now on this game, uh, uh, and the Chargers are taking money. I'm going to go with the chargers, not sold on the Vikings. I'm going to lay the three points here and I'm going to let Fred break down the game for us. Cause he knows the quarterback better.
4: Herbert threw for 355 yards uh, last week after uh, two bad games. And uh, I presume we'll have mostly good games. The second half of the national football league season uh, cousins is uh, certainly uh, he's outplayed what I thought he would uh, so far in 2021, but I agree with you. I think, uh, I think the Chargers have a, a little bit uh, too much talent. Uh, Keenan Allen's got a lot to prove the second half of the season, because after the losses, he was uh, going into the locker room sort of complaining about other people. I think uh, Keenan might catch uh, eight or nine passes uh, uh, on Sunday. Mike Williams uh, uh, has been sort of forgotten, but he's a still a top-notch wide receivers. Uh, I like the Chargers minus the, uh, the
2: field goal in this circumstance okay, and let's go uh, the Carolina Panthers, a team that we all like but have really been falling off as of late travels out to the desert. They play the Cardinals Cardinals minus 10, 10 and a half Fred well, again uh Cardinals, the, the Cardinals without
4: uh, Murray and with McCoy or with Murray and without McCoy, the Cardinals are going to win this game and again it's uh, I'm like I, I can't wager because it's a uh, it's above uh, uh, it's double digits, but, uh, Cardinals look awfully good to me. Uh, uh, green, of course, out last week uh, with COVID-19, not sure at this point, if he's going to be playing, uh, he's going to add to the, uh, uh, guys that, uh, can catch the ball. And I think they already have a slew. Uh, again, I play fantasy a lot. Uh, I think Ertz, uh, who is, uh, Zach Ertz from Stanford, who was traded from Philadelphia, will have a great second half of the season. He seems to have it, uh, uh, he's. Uh, I think both quarterbacks, McCoy and Murray, have uh, sort of uh, uh, pointed him out as a guy that uh, they will throw to and throw to often. So if you're going to play fantasy players and if you're going to wager, I think you have to wager on uh, the club uh, uh, known as the Arizona, St. Louis, and
2: Chicago Cardinals. <laughs> and Dennis, you've got to pick them down to one city. Right now, I think Arizona's a good bet. What do you think of the Panthers?
3: Well, in Arizona, yeah, the Arizona is a solid 10 point favorite here. How about Kingsbury for NFL coach of the year? He's only lost one game, and he won this last game without his number one quarterback. Um, Their defense continues to confuse. I'm going to upset the apple cart here. Here is another one of these wise guy axioms. The Cardinals went on the road last week without their quarterback, and they won, and they covered. Now they're home as a big favorite at home, playing someone who looks to be a walkover. I'm gonna take the Carolina Panthers here. That's why I'm an expert. That's why I'm at the top of the football rankings in the contest in Las Vegas. If you don't have the guts to pull the string on something like a game like this, then you're never gonna win them. I'm taking Carolina plus 10 for many reasons. And uh, one of them is Darnold's out. The quarterback (laughs) of Carolina got his shoulder broke and he's out. So we get to see somebody else who cannot be worse. So I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers shock everybody win the contest and take the 10 points.
2: Okay, and we'll keep it right here with you Dennis. Seahawks at the Packers minus 5 uh, right and now it's down it's opened at 5 down to 3. Green Bay laying 3 at home 49 in a hook the total. Dennis
3: well, there's one thing we know about this uh, Green Bay Packers team, that their leader and their quarterback is the very same egotistical maniac as our twice impeached, embarrassing former president of the United States. Okay. All I can say is Rodgers is an embarrassment to football Rogers is an embarrassment to humanity, and Rogers is an embarrassment to the Republican Party that he must have his teeth sunk into. Because anybody that gets on and talks like he does, and, and tries to expect everybody to be so stupid not to see through the words he's using is, is a dumbass, okay? And I will hate him till the end of the day. I can't imagine putting everybody at risk for that shit. And he's taking ivermectin too. Well, Terry Bradshaw at least had the balls to tell him, don't... Taking ivermectin's not going to keep you from getting COVID and it didn't keep him from getting COVID. Nothing kept him from getting COVID because he got COVID and therefore he exposed everybody else to it. So Rogers is a piece of crap. Whether he plays or he don't play this week, I don't really give a shit because Russell Wilson's back. All right, Russell come back with his finger in two, three weeks, and I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks to upset the Packers because I'm going to tell you something else, too. When somebody acts like Rodgers does, how many people in his clubhouse are on his side? I'd have to say a couple of those offensive linemen may just say on you because I would. I'd snap the ball and move out of the way and let somebody come in and take his head off the first time, teach him a lesson. Okay, as far as the game goes, I'm taking the underdog Seahawks straight up on, uh, and I mean straight up on the money line.
2: Okay, and uh, the other thing about Rodgers, he's an embarrassment to the thesaurus, because he uh, was screwing up some terminology there. Fred, what do you think about the uh, Packers and the Seahawks?
4: Well, again, we're not 100% sure that Rodgers is going to play on Sunday. Uh, maybe, maybe not, depending on if he can pass the, uh, the COVID test. And this time, they really give him a test. So uh, we don't know if uh, he'll be the quarterback or not. And, and obviously, uh, uh, your guy loved uh, uh, 195 yards passing. It did not have a great uh, uh, game uh, against uh, KC. So I don't know if Rodgers plays or not. I don't know what happens if he comes back. Uh, I think at this point, as Dennis indicated, Wilson wants to come back. Is he going to be 100%? I don't know. I I do like the Seahawks from this perspective. They have so many weapons. Uh, you got those two wide receivers. You can make the case they're as good uh, tandem as anybody in the National Football League, Metcalf and Lockett. And so Wilson's got a lot to prove. And I have a hunch Seattle's going to have a really big, solid second half of the season. So I agree with Dennis probably. I certainly would have taken the, the five. And now it's down to three. You know, it depends if Rogers plays or not. But I I think Seattle's got a real good shot here.
2: Okay, we're going to take our final break. Uh, I want to thank the folks at mybookie.ag for sponsoring the show. We'll be right back. This is a review of Dennis Tobler's Now Place Your Bets by Canada Real Casino Online Service. Now Place Your Bets is a must-watch documentary for anyone interested in the world of casino and online sports betting. It is a chronicle of the dramatic rise in popularity of sports betting in the cities of Las Vegas and Atlantic City. It has now become a multi-billion dollar industry worldwide. And welcome back to Football Forecast Weekly. And uh, I'm going to do a quick audible here and want to talk about a film that I was very honored to be on. And that's Now Place Your Bets, uh, one of the best sports documentaries ever ever. And uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a website say it's one of the seven best sports movies ever, not just documentaries, going up against Martin Scorsese and uh, the movie Casino. So we were very proud of that. And Dennis, talk a little bit about the movie and uh, how you can find it or get a chance to watch it at home. Uh,
3: now place your bets. The history of sports betting in America has now become an icon movie for sports betting and sports gamblers the world over. You can watch Now Place Your Bets by going to nowplaceyourbets.com you can link up and put a copy in your video library from nowplaceyourbets.com or you can purchase a dvd souvenir copy of it and i want to admit admit or uh, just say just say that the dvd is the full version of the movie and the other versions of the movie have been edited by distributors. So if you really want the full scoop, buy the DVD. But go to nowplaceyourbets.com, check us out. Uh, I can't say how much acclaim we've had for this movie. The trophies you've seen behind me, we received from the film festivals around the world. And right now we're just riding high and we're gonna take football forecasts, throwaway forecast forecasts, gambling broadcasts to new levels. And we hope to work with DBNA Television, and others to to expand our programming in the future. So now, Place Your Bets has led us to a great spot, and we're going to continue on from here.
2: Okay, and let's uh, keep it right here with you, Dennis. The Broncos travel to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Uh, right now, I'm showing Denver minus two and a half. Um, interesting number here, Dennis. Take it away.
3: Oh, boy. You know, I shook my head every week on the Eagles and been wrong on them every week. I went against them last week, too, on the road. They're on the road again this week. The Broncos absolutely demolished the Cowboys. That's the best game I've seen the Broncos play. Um, And that was after trading their Super Bowl MVP away i was shocked but as i watched that game i could see that they knew that Dak prescott cannot perform they knew exactly what he was going to do every time and they were right in his face every time he did it on the other side of the ball teddy bridgewater is not a bad quarterback he's cool calm and collected he takes what they give you you know and he doesn't he doesn't make the mistakes i said all year they ought to be pretty good because of their defense And they are right up there. And I believe the AFC West is probably the best division anyway. So they're right up there in there. Um, It's a tough game to call, though. I'm not sure. I I really am not sure. The line went to Denver 3 after they demolished Dallas. And uh, the Eagles, I have not had a, a clue about them all year. I mean, they lose at home last week. So... I'm going to pass. I'm going to leave it to Fred. I hate to do that, but I am. I am completely be If it goes to three and a half, I'll take Philadelphia. If it goes to two and a half, I'll take Denver. How's that?
4: Okay, Fred. Denver's got two top-notch running backs. I really like Melvin Gordon, uh, another Wisconsin guy uh, that uh, has proven his way on the collegiate level. And now in the national football league, uh, he's had some injuries. Uh, the Chargers should never have gotten rid of him, in my opinion, A two years ago. Uh, I think he'll have a big game. You don't know about Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's had his up moments. He's had his down moments. It's not a game I strongly feel one way or the other. But at two and a half, I think I'd probably give the two and a half and take the Broncos. Maybe they can control the ball with those two running backs. So Philadelphia has uh, not shown me a whole lot of consistency. So I'll, I'll lean a little bit toward the Broncos, even though they're coming off that uh, big win over the Cowboys.
2: Okay, and we'll keep it right here. Um, our West Coast correspondent for football forecast weekly we've got the Chiefs going to Vegas to play the Raiders. Right now they're eh, looking at uh, Vegas plus two and a half 51 and a hook the total. You know that um, in the last 28
4: games that uh, against the spread the chiefs and people aren't going to believe this but it's true are 10 and 18 and repeat that folks. Chiefs are 10 and 18 against the spread. That's on one side. On the other side, Raiders this year lost their coach. I never liked him, but they, they lost him. Uh, they, they lost Ruggs uh, after the murders that I think he committed. Um, you can't have they had another defense.
2: wide receiver to gun. He was showing videos of him with guns and they dropped him as well. They picked up Deshaun Jackson uh,
4: out of Cal. Who's going to be fun in the locker room is all I can tell you. He's got similar viewpoints to Kyra Irving of uh, the uh, New Jersey the Brooklyn Nets. So um, um, it, it ought to be an interesting game. I'll watch it because I want to see if uh, Mahomes gets back that magic. If I had to lean, I think I would say to myself, Kansas City has to find his offense. It's got too many weapons. So uh, they have too many weapons. So I think it, a slight
2: limit to the Chiefs. Here, put it this way, if the Raiders drafted Pope Francis in the first round, I think <laughs> the devil might get used to seeing a Pope, because for whatever reason they seem to have challenges. Dennis, what are your thoughts on your hometown Raiders?
3: Well, one thing's for sure, they better put together a new scouting outfit, and before they go to the draft, they ought to do some personnel evaluation. I mean... They, you're right, Tripp, they dropped their other first round draft choice this week. So, in two weeks, they've lost their first round draft choice from last year. This guy was a cornerback, not a, cor- not a wide receiver. He was their cornerback and he started, but he had an accident over by their, their workout facilities in Henderson earlier in the year, walked away from his van, walked to the facility, never turned himself in, they come and towed his truck away, and the woman had to sue him. Well, in the course of suing him for hitting her, they found that he has some social media posts where he's waving a gun around threatening to kill somebody. Okay, this is the Raiders other first round draft choice. So two first round draft choices, they did a real good job of of vetting their personalities, didn't they? They're both want to be crooks. They're both want to be mobsters and they don't have jobs in the NFL. And I doubt either one of them will ever play in the NFL again. So if they keep this stuff up, they're going to be gone. Now, let me tell you something about the town. The city of Las Vegas is sick of these guys running around doing this. They haven't been here very long, but they've caused more damn trouble than than we get from, from normal tourists any day of the week. We don't need them running around 156 miles an hour in their Lamborghinis. We don't need them running people off the road and then just leaving their stuff, thinking that they're big hot shots that they are. because in Las Vegas you're not. You understand there's always somebody bigger and better than you in Las Vegas. I know I've been here for 50 years. So anyway, I've had it with the Raiders. The Raiders are done. okay? I said it last week and I'll say it again this week, the Raiders were done last week. Christ the, the Giants smothered them, okay? So this week, they're going to get smothered again because Kansas City needs a win worse than they need anything. And I don't think Mahomes is going to do any better than he did in the past. It's just simply that Kansas City has more talent at every position and should be able to win by more than two and a half points in this game. The Raiders are done. They have three players. They have Carr, they have Waller, and they have uh, the flanker, uh, Renfro. That's it. They have three players. On defense, if you want to say those defensive ends are all pro, you go ahead and say it. But we're only nine games into the season. Wait till we end the year and the Raiders are on the bottom of the AFC West. Because that's where they're headed. They're going to lose big Monday night.
2: And I don't expect them to
3: win many games the rest of the year.
2: Okay, and let's go to the Monday night game. And uh, the Monday night game, the Rams at the Niners. And right now, I've got San Francisco plus four. Hosting, uh, you know, the Niners plus four Rams coming in. Rams are very, very good team, even though they're coming off not a great week. Dennis, your thoughts?
3: Well, here again, I mean, San Francisco has kind of laid an egg. Uh, For them to get hammered the way they got hammered last week was uh, uh, not expected. Let's just put it that way. Uh, I'm not so sure they're any good. I don't think Garoppolo's any good. Um, and their defense somehow or another fell apart too. I don't know if I like their coach. Everybody says they got such a great coach, but it doesn't seem to me that way. They haven't progressed any this year. Look, the Rams are talented. I believe Vaughn Miller is going to play this weekend. How is anybody going to score against the Rams? I mean, you got Donald in the middle. You got Vaughn on the outside. You got all those other stars in their defense. I mean, defense was win Super Bowls too. I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to lay the four points here. I think San Francisco is done. I can't find any good parts
4: of San Francisco.
2: Okay. Well, I like Marin County, but that's just me. Fred, what are your thoughts?
4: And the Rams were unlucky to lose last week Two consecutive bad passes, uh, uh, by Stafford. Uh, the first one, he tried to imitate, uh, Carson Wentz, although he did through it right-handed at least and not left-handed. And then, uh, you know, later, uh, you know, McVeigh made a horrible mistake, I thought. Uh, you know, if you're going to pl- uh, play option, you don't put uh, uh, Stafford running to his left and trying to pass on fourth down. You know, McVeigh thinks he's the smartest man in the room. He's not. He made a very bad mistake there. I think the Rams could have come back and knocked off uh, uh Uh, and got the win over the Titans if he calls a better play in that circumstance so I think the Rams will cover the four points Fred Dennis said it all about the 49ers Uh, they've had problems uh, from point a uh, throughout half the season now I don't see them improving I'll take the Rams minus four
2: hey Fred as usual great job Dennis how do people get a hold of you if they want to get some insight directly from you
3: Anybody want to call our Las Vegas office, you can call 888-604-6863. We'll be glad to help you out with anything you need in the gambling environment. Uh, like all of my pals, they have a certain sense of, of uh, talent. Fred Wallen once was a card counter here in Las Vegas. And most of my other friends also have a gambling background, second to none. So... You want to watch this show every week and you want to check out gambling broadcast because we are the utmost longest lasting football selection firm, basketball selection firm, baseball selection firm in the United States of America.
2: Well, uh, well said, Dennis. I want to thank you so much, Fred Wallen. Great job as usual. I want to thank our, our producer Lee Spencer for doing a wonderful job putting this together. I'm Trip Mitchell. We'll see you next time right here. On Football Forecast Weekly. Go ahead and win out there. It's much more fun than losing. We'll see you.
1: Thank you for listening to Football Forecast Weekly, an affiliate of TSI Network.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Archaea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic.